0: To start, this is my first podcast and it wasn't supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be an introduction to me having my own personal percep- percep- perception, my own personal perspective, not based off what anybody else's is, but unfortunately, I got so many other things going on right now that I don't know what to say I don't know what to do I don't I don't because I'm here and this is life and as much as I try to be better in it and develop myself and upgrade my mindset change my behaviors and grow and learn and love just all kinds of stuff keep coming my way. All kinds of stuff keep coming my way. I woke up this morning, felt like I was in a bad dream. My whole apartment was flooded, poured down two, two floors, two floors beneath me. And then, in the midst of finding out that my apartment was was flooded, and I'm running through and trying to get things off the floor. I discovered a book bag that had some type of candy that says Gushers and some type of what looked like candy in a wrapper that belonged to my son. And it was drugs. (laughs) Along with a whole backpack full of air fresheners. So I know for a fact that he out selling air fresheners in order to get money to get high. I know this for a fact, because that's the move. That's what people do. I see them all the time out there selling soap powder. But these old heads, my son, 16 years old, whole life ahead of him, whole future, addicted to substances. No help in Washington, D.C. for youth. No help for a young man that's using substances if you ain't got no money. Nowhere for him to go. I'm fucking lost. I'm lost. (laughs) Nobody to talk to. Nobody to turn to. I knew it before the day. asked for help. He admitted he had a problem. Now he don't have a problem. He keep telling me he good. You know, I reached out to everybody. Asked for help. I tried to position myself in political positions so that... I can try to fix some of the problems that we have in the city because I know what they are, you know I know what they are. I ain't no scam artist trying to get in politics to 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 have my ego win at you know just feeling significant. it's just fucked up out here, and I know it. And the only way shit going to get fixed or be heard or people going to take action is that you got to come out of the, the pit of all that in order to make that happen, but not change once you get in. You know, if something try to get me to change once I get in, I'll get out. If I find out it's some red tape that I must hit, I'll get out. You know, but somebody who's dealing with all kinds of stuff is going to have to, you know, get in position to try to fix or change it because you're going to be playing by your heart. You're going to play politics with your heart instead of playing politics the way that they want you to play politics. And I want to play politics with my heart because people need help. <laughs> people need help. And it seems like the only way I can help my goddamn self is to be a politician or to to to, you know, position myself so that I can be where I need to be because all these people out here, and I'm looking at all these youngins out here, you know, using drugs and just out here. You know, just out here. I don't know what the parents doing. I ain't got time to be sitting up blaming nobody for nothing. Because if that's the case, who do you blame for the way that the parents winded up being? Come on. So if you're going to sit up there and blame all day, the time that it take to blame people for why somebody else is the way that they are, shit, everybody going to suffer. Each minute, they're going to suffer more and more and more. By the minute, by the hour, by the complaint, by the day. You know, shit, just see what you can do to help somebody. Because I know for a fact, me and my family falling by the wayside. My husband had drilled this morning. And we in there getting up this water and getting up this water. And we having this conversation with my son. And he's sitting in a military uniform. A sergeant in the D.C. National Guard with his head hung low. While his soldiers is at the armory taking a PT test and all these other things that he's supposed to be there, you know, leading or whatever he does when he's there. His head is in his hand, low to the floor. And he just simply said, I feel like a failure. You know, I feel like a failure. What the fuck systems in place for if they're not going to help? Why? Why? What, what, what are systems in place for? What, what, they're not going to help. They have not been helping. There's nothing in the District of Columbia for the youth when it comes to substances. Nobody even wants to have a conversation around K two because there's no treatment for it. it. Even if it's no treatment for it, there is something or some type of K two support that somebody should be able to give somebody's family. Now I feel like I feel like a fucking failure, and I vote for shit to put laws in place and systems in place but they don't work on my behalf they don't work on my fucking behalf because of the simple fact now I need help and there's no way that I can get help nowhere for me to go if you ain't got proper insurance you ain't getting no help if you ain't got big money and can send your child somewhere and pay $50,000 a month ain't nowhere for these youth to go Wow. And I'm sitting here talking to a fucking podcast. I <laughs> got to be more careful. This shit is crazy. I don't know what else to fucking do. I done reached out on Facebook. I asked the world for help. And I can't get shit. My son just got to die. My daughter hung herself with a fucking sheet in a jail cell at 19 years old because the city dropped a ball on my daughter. <laughs> I dropped the ball on my daughter. Everybody did. I have no support. So, you know, everybody just falls by the wayside and then get blamed. As many times as I reached out for help, nothing. The only thing I did get just now was a hit from the uh, Alliance for Concerned Black Men. Text me and say, well, I'm sorry to hear about your son. Right before I did this podcast, right before I hit record, I'm sorry to hear about your son. Where are you in DC? And I said, Northeast, I haven't heard anything back yet. I don't know. Maybe he messaged me, but I'm in the middle of this because I know that, you know, sometimes I feel like hiding because of the simple fact is, you know, you I I can't worry about being shamed right now. My fucking son is dying. You know, he's using this shit. His eyes is bucked out of his head. You can see every bit of his pupil. It hurts to see your baby. It hurts. And it's hard to ask for. It's hard. It's hard to ask for. Because there's no help. (sighs) I just prayed last night. Nothing. Nothing. I prayed every day. Before my daughter hung herself, I used to drop to my knees. Nothing. My daughter life was taken. Nothing. She took her own life. Nothing. I did everything that I thought I could do right. Accordingly, whatever the case was, nothing, nothing, nothing. I figured, why the fuck come here? Why? Why am I here for what? This, like, really? <laughs> this is sick. This is sick. And I'm sitting at the fucking arboretum. For what? I have no idea. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I just can't sit in the house and watch my son. It was so sad because I couldn't get through to him. Try not getting through to somebody. You can use, I use the word love. I put both of his baby pictures in front of him. And I said, do you remember this little boy? Tell me what is different about him. Is he the same person that you are today I asked him I just wanted him to go back down memory lane I did bring about some tears it looked like he was tearing up but I was not getting through to my son and I'm good I'm good I do this shit every fucking day for people oh you impact me this then the third you used you I love you and you're my guardian angel but where's mine where's mine (laughs) Wow, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, I don't know nothing about a podcast or how to do it, I just hit the button on this on this app and just start recording, because of the simple fact, I don't know i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying right now i'm sure i'll play this back and be like you know i don't even know how to i don't even know how to ask for help no more because so many doors have been closed in my face all i know how to do is help because so many doors have been closed in my face you know i don't know no family i got them but they ain't family no friends i got them but a lot of them envious I called my son, who worked for the Mental Health Bureau in D.C., Department of Behavior Health, and I said to my son, who's young, who could possibly reach his brother because he's young too, he said, "Mom, let me call you back after I finish playing this game. He playing the PS4. I showed him the pictures, showed him the packages of the drugs, showed my son the drugs. I told him I found this in his backpack. He said, I have no idea who that belongs to. I don't know where that where that come from. I said, so who do who backpack is that? It's my friend. I said, is it his? Nope. It is so sad. If anybody have ever tried to reach anybody who who's using drugs, and they've been a de- like it's total denial, total total denial. And guess what? As long as he deny, I'll lose him eventually. And I ain't about to let that happen. I ain't about to let that happen. So the only thing he said, oh, I don't have a problem, but I will take a mentor. Well, guess what? I'm going to work with that. He open to something. He's open to something. So somebody got to help me somehow. I don't know how they're going to come. I don't know where they're going to come from. But the thing is, I just pray that the person is authentic because so many times I have been hurt. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. A lot of these places, including the Department of Behavioral Health in Washington, D.C., especially them, everywhere I've been to try to get any help in my life. And this is why I don't reach out. And they talk about stigma where the stigma starts with that fucking agency right there. You talking about stigma Everywhere I've been, and I've worked in this in this field for a minute now, I've listened to people in that field, demean people I've seen people overhear them talk about them like it can't get no worse than that it can't I ever for this fucking tree I'm looking at to help me like I'm learning so much about this tree in front of me that possibly can help me with where I'm at like right now, like I'm looking at this tree and I'm saying, be strong stand tall. You got many branches. You have leaves. They fall off. They come back. Like just in this little bit of time before I push this record button, I've learned so much from this tree. I've learned so much from this tree. And I know that this tree is deep rooted, but I'm watching how these trees stand the test of time. All the weather that comes about, these trees still stand. They lose leaves and then the leaves come back this tree still stands. So I got to be like this tree, and I got to be strong. I got to know that I got many branches. Even if one get cut off, I will still be standing strong. I know that's easier said than done, but I need to tell myself something right now in order for me to remain strong because I don't know what else the fuck to do. I prayed. I don't know what else to do. This will be the second child that I can possibly lose. He's lost right now, but he's not gone. He's not away from this earth, but he is lost. So right now I've lost two children. Technically. Physically, one is here. The other is, in, is buried. The flesh is buried. <sighs> all I do is fucking cry all night. You know, it's funny because nobody ever see this side of Monica. Oh, and by the way, that's my name, La Monica Shanties. Nobody ever see this side of me, ever. Ever. My my podcast was supposed to be about, you know, just just I want to talk to people about being strong. You know, and I know I'm breaking down right now, but you know what? That's a part of being strong. This is a part of being strong. But I want to talk about people, you know, the stuff I've been through in my life. Because technically, the podcast is not for nobody else. You know, I know know people will get in where they fit in. But I just need something to talk to. And right now, I got to utilize this cell phone the best way that I know how. You know, I don't want this cell phone to consume me. So I said, well, since I got the device, I might as well make the best of it. Because I don't know who out there in the world might need to hear that they ain't by themselves. Because you know what? I always feel like I'm by myself. I always feel like I'm by myself. And I say, you know what? Let me just share my stories. That's all I can do. I I have grown through other people's stories because they be so powerful. I have really helped myself through other people's stories. Can't no therapist, psychiatrist, or nobody take credit for me. Nobody take credit for me. And even though I get upset with the fact that I pray and I get upset with God, I still can say that it is God that keep me here and keep me strong. You know, I can, I can say that, you know, even though that, you know, sometimes I feel like, okay, even God not listening to me, you know, it's something outside of me that's keeping me here and keeping me strong. I might not like what's happening, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm taking a licking and I'm still ticking. (laughs) I just want God to help my son right now. That's it. And everybody else's sons and daughters who they see is hurtful that you have to see your child you have to look at your child you know what's happening some people try to pretend oh okay they look all right today but you know they you know they use it you know they on drugs oh but oh okay my daughter she look all right today you know you do everything you can and play every game with yourself and you see your baby you think for you you think for you see, you see him. I don't care if your child 45 years old it hurts i I have no life i feel like i'm drained i feel like i don't know what i feel like i know this ain't the way to do a podcast i know i don't have no sound rooms i don't give a fuck about a sound room no more all i care about is if my words is landing on some type of recording, and can I reach somebody and simply say, Can somebody help me? I don't care if they're in Africa, I don't care where they are. But can somebody help me help my son? And with that being said, I pray that everybody finds strength in anything that they're going through today just find some type of strength you know just breathe just go somewhere alone and take some time with yourself and you know just breathe through it and despite all else just still say thank god i'm grateful that right now i have a son i'm thankful that i had any type of opportunities to experience life I'm thankful that I have breath in my body. Just find something to be thankful for to counter all of the negativity that's happening in your life today. So that's all I got right now is just to be able to concentrate on what is, you know, happening that's going right in my life. You know, the little things, the five fingers and the five toes. (laughs) That's how I hold on. That's how that's that's the only thing I got. I got right now, that's it. (laughs) I got a situation and a circumstances right now, but then I also got life. I also got breath right now. So I don't know what else to say to anybody. And I know I'm getting on here sharing my story, and I know it's quite personal. But I'm to the point, I don't give a fuck no more. Life ain't personal. Situations ain't personal. Circumstances ain't personal. You know, don't tuck in. Fuck what people say and, and how they feel about you. You know, or, or what they might, how they might shame you because of your circumstance. Don't hold it in because it'll kill you. It'll kill you. Let it out. Because life is a circumstance. And everybody got a situation or a circumstance that they deal with. I don't care how perfect they 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 look. Or how they walk around and dress it up with a bow tie and a suit and a nice dress. Don't matter. So today I hope and pray that I, myself, and my family find some type of peace, some type of help and your family, and you find some type of peace and some type of help in your life, in your current situation. Thank you. Hey, this your girl, LaMonica Shanties, the author of From My Own Personal Perspective, Not Yours. I'm also the author of I Hate My Job. Hi, this is my first official podcast, my first. So um, I did record a podcast before this and it was because I was having an issue and I didn't know what to do. So I just started talking to my phone via this podcast. And so today I want to make this my first official introduction of my podcast. And I'm going to start out by reading an excerpt from my book and then leading into the prelude. There is so much stuff I would like to speak on starting from right now, but I know I cannot write a book like that. I am ready to start talking about how fucked up people are and things can be starting from this point that I am in my life now. But I'm just going to make this a view of my life and my perspectives as it was created from as far back as I can remember. Life can shape you or you can choose to shape your life when you become informed and aware I can remember when I was a little girl, maybe my earliest memories are around age five or so. I was so innocent, non-judgmental, loving, curious, free-spirited, and happy. I can also remember my feelings as a child and the purity that I held when I was young. There are even certain smells associated with different seasons and special times that when I'm in contact with certain scents, they bring a sense of momentary euphoria, and feelings of security and happiness associated with the times when life experiences were beautiful and true happiness was present. I am in the midst of trying to tap back into the true identity I had when I was a child that I feel I'm so far removed from as an adult. I have always known that instinctively, I have everything that I need to be the greatest person that I know I am. I have so much weight on my spirit, and I have been trying for some time now to lift it off. I am practicing and fighting with everything in me to operate in my higher self and will make any needed sacrifices to reach my ultimate spiritual heights. The Prelude I am trying to figure out why do people want you to see things their way and dismiss or discredit your thoughts, views, and opinions? If it does not align with theirs, I'm so sick of that shit. Why can't folk be concerned and make opinionated contributions to their own lives instead of donating nothing to someone else's? if i was speaking what i'm trying to write huh i will be lucky to make it through one sentence before i will be interrupted with a rebuttal and aggressively intimidated verbally non-verbally and bullied to submit to their views well guess what i have never been a sucker for words will stand on what i believe in and will research for facts if spoken bullshit does not resonate with me my personal perspective comes from my world family religion experiences environment community and that idiot box called the tv and that's just to name a few a lot of these views were not naturally perceived but forced upon me through rules and things that i was told that i had to believe and made to accept when i was a child growing up i allowed society to dictate and feed me all of the knowledge that i acquired i had no reason not to accept the things i was learning because everybody else did society taught my family friends and everyone else in my network so who am i to say anything different for some odd reason, things just did not seem to jive all the time. And when I had gotten older, the things I was learning and that I had learned just wasn't jiving. And I always had the feeling that there was more. Things did not seem right. And I always had been a very observant person and would, want, and would present myself with lots of questions. People was just not doing and sometimes saying things that made, made much sense to me. And that made me start wondering about myself. Huh, am I tripping? Am I just feeling a bit confused or should I just leave well enough alone? I used to ask. I was always a person that liked to embrace all living things and was being torn and pulled from one side to another because if the majority did not agree, then I could not do that. Hell no, not me. I'm not going to live under someone else's followership because that is just what it is. You get behind somebody who has gotten behind someone else and the line gets longer and people just keep getting in it. Where I'm a person that has gotten out of line and discovered that the learning was not compatible with the knowledge and gifts that I already possess. Depending on what you are being taught, it can pull you away from your natural giving gifts and strength that you already have. Okay, well, since this is my first introduction to my podcast, I wanted to at least give uh, what I originally wanted to do during my first introduction. And I wasn't... um, I wasn't in a position to do that, and the reason why is because um, for anybody who listened to my first podcast, I had a flood in my house on Sunday, no, Saturday, and at that time, I discovered some substances in my son's bag, aka drugs, and um, I sat down and talked to him. Um, I know that he had, um, we became aware this in December, but there are no drug treatment programs in D.C., at all i live in washington dc none for youth none for you an an adult can walk into a treatment program but it's nothing out here to save our babies i feel like as a parent i don't have any real true support especially from a system perspective personally i don't have any real true support from a family or friends perspective you know i don't have any you know real support and I know some people have families and stuff like that that will give them comfort in times like that. I've just never been a, a fortunate to have those things. So I have no choice but to, you know, go to a place for help. I don't have, you know, what I say, human help. I have to actually go to a place. And I already feel bad having to do that, that I have no human, you know, um, uh, you know, no no uh, relationship good enough with another human being to, to get that um that helped to, to feel comfort or to feel better about my situation. You know, every time I tried to turn to somebody, they just took my story and used it for daily gossip and um, did things that make me feel bad. And I would just tuck back in or just feel shamed or didn't acknowledge, didn't want to acknowledge that something was wrong when it was because this is how originally people would make me feel. You know, and this is about me. This is my personal story and some of the things that I might say be might be my personal perspective. Everybody don't have the same stories to share. So um I wanted to update folk who may have listened to the podcast on my journey. Girlfriend has been working hard since Saturday. So I did get back in touch with the um the people from the black men um the alliance for concerned men in Washington DC did reach back out to me. I went and I met with the founder and the owner, CEO Mr. Tyrone Parker, who I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely adore. I like him. I made a connection with him. Like I, I connect with your spirit and your energy. Right? So um, nevertheless, I, I connected with him and I talked to him. And I, I went in the door and I gave my pitch. I gave my spiel. You know, I just I just told him what I, I was looking for. You know, I ain't come to say what you got. I came to say what I was looking for. He said back he listened. I love him because he listens. We need more people to listen. Stop always talking while people talking. Like you can fix shit right then and there. Sometimes people just want you to listen. So he did that. He laid back. He listened. He didn't interrupt. He didn't respond. His body language didn't interrupt. His spirit didn't interrupt. Like he wanted to take it in. Like I know special people when I meet him. He wanted to take it in. You know, at, at times he would close his eyes because he wanted to be in tune and touch. He's an awesome person, so I think. Nevertheless, um, we talked. I told him like this. I said, look, when I talked to my son, my son said he don't have a problem. He good. If he need help, he'll tell me and his dad, you know, he's in total denial. I cannot reach him. But my son, I didn't offer this. He came out of his own mouth. He said, but i take a mental or something. I said, I'm going to work with that. So then I thought about this place, the Alliance of Concerned Men. Um, is having mentors and I said "We, I'm going to go there and see if I can get a mentor and that's how I winded up there and they, they reached back out to me actually when I did send a message and it was on a Saturday or Sunday so nevertheless I went there and I told the guy I said look my son said he will take a mentor and I'm going to work with that because it may be that mentor that might get him to looking at his life it might be that mentor that uh, may get him to enter into a treatment facility. So by any means necessary, if he said he, he would get he wanted Mickey Mouse, I would be at Disney World right now talking to the people in Orlando, Florida, about getting Mickey to save my son's life. So it didn't matter who my son said that he, he would take. You know, I would have started with his request. You gotta get in somewhere. Because I'm not able to do it. So maybe somebody else is able to do it. So that's what I did. I went there to do that. So, you know, we talked. So the guy was like, you know, I like the way you talk because, you know, enough people not saying what you're saying. And what I told him was this. I said, I already know that you got to be touched by multiple scenarios in order to get help in D.C. I think that's the stupidest thing. People, y'all better pay attention. They want you to have had a criminal record or be, you know, hooked up with it. Why do you want my son to be hooked up with the juvenile system if he has already not been hooked up with the juvenile system? Shouldn't we? Where's the prevention, right? Where's the prevention? So, you know, and I say people, we should be upset is because um, people, when they're under the influence, they, they are altered. They have altered behaviors. And so when your grandmothers and stuff get knocked upside the head, and your children in school getting bullied. And all these things that's happening. Pocky books getting snatched. Packages are missing from people's front porches. And all these things. You think you're living over there on the west side. Or the north side. Or up in Georgetown. But things are happening to you up there. Because people know where to go. Where, the, where they think the money at. So don't think that you're not affected. By the stuff that happens. When well, you got to ride the subway system. And all that. Just think of you being a cell living in one body. So it will, it 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 will benefit you to be concerned and help, and not just take these as daily topics every day at your dinner table or on the phone while you're driving to work to kill time, and the daily news. And you might actually want to do something about it, because I know that um, you know it's hard for people to uh, really be concerned about things that they haven't been touched by. But you know what, your life ain't over, baby. You can still be touched by it or somebody you love. So that's why it's important, you know, to uh, to help people advocate for these things. If I'm telling you my son has a substance abuse problem and drugs alter the mind and the behavior and he going out here selling products, you know, that it goes from that to robbery. Them things escalate. You should be trying to help me help my damn son. You should be you over there in that nice big house who live over there. Just because you think you're living in something that looks better or that is better, you should be helping me. Because he does know how to walk across the street. Okay? So, these things do trickle into your other communities. And believe me, if I was doing something and I needed money, I'm going to go to where the money is to try to rob somebody or get what it is that I need. So, I'm letting you know right now. So, that's that's usually how that works. So, it, it, people want to get involved. So, I I was just upset with the fact... That my son got to be truant or IEP or 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 in the juvenile justice system or something to, to get help to save his life, he got to have been locked up. Come on, you got to be the biggest fool. I ain't never seen nothing like. What a, what kind of politicians do we have? You know, and I ran for city council for the reason to try to change some of this stuff. You know, if at all possible. I don't know what it would have been like when I would have got in there, but I damn sure we was willing to try. I went out here with my regular old Mojo self to to attempt to run for city council, to to make a change at that level, you know, that lawful level through some type of legislation or something, you know, I did, I did what some people ain't willing to do. They've ever worked for city council instead of running for city council. Why you ain't, you good enough. If you had any type of life adversities, you're good enough. And that's what I said to myself to get me to moving. We need some people positioned at the top. Stop always thinking that you got to work at the bottom under somebody else's umbrella, saving you from the rain. Stop thinking that. Just just go out in the rain and do the work yourself. Because I always say the best people to help me is people of adversity. Okay. And so getting back to the story is... um. I wanted to say that um the guy, he he loved what I was saying. He was saying that, you know, it's not enough people out here saying it or whatever. And I told him, I said, well, I don't know about the people before me. I said, but me saying is something going to get done. I said, sir, I don't know how. I don't understand how it's going to get done. I don't know where the done this going to come from. I said, but I'm not going to stop if it's just my voice. I said, one thing that slows people down is they start doing this work and they look to the left and the right and see who's looking. They see who's going to join them. And they always, they take the time to recruit and to tell people why they should join. Mind your goddamn business. All you need to do is your work. It will catch traction and people will come because the same people who are hurting from what it is that you're talking about, they will come. That's how people burn themselves out by, Saying that they want to do the work. They want to make a change. But they always worry about who else is going to come and do it. And they get upset when somebody don't just run over there and jump and do what it is they're doing. I say keep moving. I just say keep moving. So that's that's what I do. I just keep moving. And usually it is me by myself. It is me by myself. But you got to have patience. You got to have patience because those breakthroughs will come. But you can't stop. So nevertheless, We talk. So he gave me the number to two um women that he thought that I should talk to. And I did. So we're supposed to meet back up on Thursday. Today is Wednesday. So tomorrow me and the guys have on park are supposed to meet back up. And um he's going to send somebody to my house if my son is not willing to come. So I did. I reached out to those two women, and I'm a person, I, I have a I had an issue asking for help. So now I, I, I can ask for help, right? I can ask for help, I can reach out to people and I can say, hey. I I don't let people shame me. You know, I'm a totally different woman than than I was prior to today. And so I don't have a problem reaching out for help. But what I do know is I know what kind of people is out here. Because the reason why I had a problem asking for help before is because of the simple fact that people will shame you. The people you go for help to stigmatize you. You know, they make you feel bad then they want to start blaming you. So you go for help and then now all of a sudden you're under investigation because the questions that they start asking you about your life and your home, that makes you fall off. You know, that makes you fall off because now you're like, okay, they ain't helping me. They asking me quite, they looking for something to blame for why my child is like this. Okay, so if you're looking for something to blame why my child is like this, and then it all boils down to me, then who do you blame for me being me? Okay, so at that point, now you need to go back generation So let's not do that because that make people, you know, run away. But nevertheless, I called one of the young ladies. And when I called a young lady, um, we talked, and um, she was telling me that she was on, um, you know, her lunch eating, and that she was starving and stuff like that. So this is a rarity for me. I said to this woman, I said, just, I, I said, just don't hang up, stay on the phone. I, I, I'll do the talking. You can eat your lunch. That don't bother me. Like I was so desperate for help. I think I just wanted mere support and somebody on the phone. So she did. She stayed on the phone. She said, okay. And so I said, I'll do all the talking. So I talked and talked and talked. So I guess when she got finished eating her lunch, she decided to, uh, you know, start talking. So she she was telling me, I told her I was familiar with her. She was telling me who she was, what she did, and how she started her nonprofit, this, then and the third, and you know, we had this conversation that she was going into, you know, how we need to change our thinking and our narratives and all that. And I listened, you know, but these things I already know I, I, I'm so far ahead in my work. But, you know, I just let her do her because, you know, I called her. But what I called her for was help for my son, not 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 anything else. Right. So she kind of repeated some of these things, you know, over and over again. So then I started joining the conversation. I started to have, let her know who I was. You know, I let her know pretty much that I know these things. I've been doing this work for a long time. I got kids in age range from 5 to 30. I was a product of the system, so I am resourceful and I know, you know. And then I mentioned to her that I had a nonprofit. I ran for city council and that I better know because I was a you know. So it's, you know, the resources I know. I told her, but what I did not know and that was the information that she shared with me was that there was a youth treatment facility in Washington, D.C. That I know everything. I am the resource queen U.S. wide. You can be in California and I can tell you where to go for something. I don't care where you are. I am the resource queen, hands down. So nevertheless, when she told me about this youth treatment program, I was shocked. Because I've been telling people it's bit. there's no youth treatment program for substance use for youth in D.C. Because I work closely with the Department of Behavioral Health in Washington, D.C. And that is the Behavioral Health Authority that governs nearly all of any type of health care facilities as it pertains to mental health and or substance use. So she was like, yeah, we have, you know, it's on Astor Place, 5212 Astor Place, Southeast. And I think they take kids from 12 to 18. That's what she, what she said. I said, oh, okay. So when, when, when she was talking you know about things i didn't want her to waste her time like grilling me or call herself educating me on things that i've already that that i you know I, i'm so far in my growth it don't make sense so I, when i got to talking she was like um well you know everything and i was like hold on where is this coming from you know i didn't say it to her i'm saying it to myself i said here we go again la monica this is the type of people that you're talking about you know what i'm saying and I'm sure people love her and I'm sure, so I'm not even, even going to try to, you know, go there because um, I already know how this thing works, you know. In her head, she knows people love her. They recognize her for her work. So, you know, she'll probably look at me like, you know, you saying, you know, you it's nothing you can say about me because I've been confirmed, you know. <laughs> but I ain't got nothing to do with that. All I can deal with is my experience with. But I just thought that was an outlier and it came from nowhere and I just didn't understand it so I had to explain to her I said I don't know everything I said you just told me something that I don't know I said because I've never heard of a youth program in DC I said so I got something out of you I said but I just don't want you to waste your time you know telling me because you said it you know over and over again about all these other things and I'm talking about very respectful y'all it wasn't no you know and so um I said, because uh, I was I explaining to you earlier that, that I had known a thing because she was asking me questions and I was answering them. So I don't know what a- questions she was looking for. I mean, answers she was looking for, but I answered the questions. And then when I was answering the questions and telling her about myself, then she told me I knew everything. And so, um. you know, I explained to her I got something from her. But my thing is this. Just because I come to you for help and I ask you for help. And one area of my life, it doesn't take away no part of who else I am. It doesn't take away my intellect. It doesn't deplete me. You know, I'm still going to stand strong where I can and deal with that one situation. I'm, I'm not going to let that one situation just break me completely down. Because I do know in this work, When you go for help, back in the day when I would go for help, people used to kick me when I was there. But now it's like I go for help. I can't know nothing. I shouldn't know anything. You know, and and she made me feel that I should be a little beneath her, not in a negative way that some people might take that turn, turn, but in an intellectual way, in a resource way, in all these other ways. And I feel almost like she subconsciously was offended by that, you know, whether she wants to acknowledge it or not. I want y'all to know energy is real. And I felt that when she came out, I felt it. She can deny it. I felt it. Right. And, um, you know, if I was to bring this to that young lady's attention, I'm sure she'll tell me. Oh no, it wasn't like that. Oh no, I ain't mean nothing bad. Or I ain't say that for that. Or whatever the case is, people always have an explanation after the case, right? They always have an explanation, and they'll also, you know, tell people, oh well, I, you know, I, 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 I was talking to her, and you know, she came to me and told me that um I did this this way, and that that ain't why I said that, you know, and and it's like. You know you say those things to make yourself feel better but when your mouth closed and you're by yourself you know you know who you who you are and what you've done so it didn't just go that far she went on to tell me that i was aggressive and i'm saying wow so i didn't i still didn't say anything i just said i apologize if you feel that way but people i want to let you know don't let people do stuff like that to you because you cannot mix aggression up with passion she was speaking from passion about her son being locked up and I was speaking um, from passion and frustration because of the situation I'm dealing with right now. And the whole time she kept saying, you ain't the only one. You ain't the only one. That's a big no, no. In my organization, when somebody talking to me, I don't tell them they ain't the only one because that, you know, you shouldn't have to leverage somebody else's problem in order for you to feel better. That's what most people do. They build themselves up off somebody else's problem. And that is something that I would never tell somebody. You ain't the only one because when you dealing with stuff in your life, you feel like it ain't nothing. You, It's no world around you at that time. And, you know, she mentioned the word trauma. That's traumatic to tell somebody, well, you ain't the only one. You ain't the only one because now it's like you make me feel like, you know, well, you shouldn't be upset or going through what you going through because it's other people out here who go through what you go through worse but I'm not those people. I don't have their experiences when they, sh- when they eat, I don't shit. So, you know, we're different. So I don't, I don't get these comments. So, it you know, the conversation to me, in my opinion was very unprofessional and it got real raggedy. And so then she got to the point, she said, well, sis, I'm just going to pray for you. And I said, okay. And so I let her pray. And, um, to me it was sarcastic. See, that's the type of stuff I be telling people about. And, you know, she scares me because if somebody come to her for help, a lot of people, when they're very vulnerable, you know, they don't see these things. Right. I need help, but I'm not very vulnerable. So I to still see you. But I see a lot of people go and get help. They just desperate. And they let you do these things and you look at them like they're a hero and they done so much for you because they done done little things for you to make you feel better. When in actuality, you can make yourself feel better. Somebody can just assist you in what it is that you need done in your life. So with that being said, you know, I stood strong and I let her do her feed her ego and then, um, you know, she talked about hurry, to and And I said, I would love to go and help you, you know, cause she was talking about helping out with an organization and all that. And I was like, I don't mind helping in any area, but she never called me that night. And I knew she wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I knew she wasn't, but, um, it's all well and fine. So moving right along, I called the second person that he gave me the number two. And, um, she has an organization, um, like for justice for black boys, because her son was wrongfully accused and arrested or something like that. And, you know, she her, the conversation with her was very pleasant, very pleasant, you know, um, very professional. I had a nice conversation with this young lady, and, you know, um, it was a little different than the first conversation. So, you know, I just know that I wanted somebody on the other end of the phone. That's all I wanted. Somebody, I didn't care if they breathed on the other, I just wanted a line open and knew that somebody was somewhere. That's how I was feeling. I really was feeling that way. So anyway, um, the young lady told me that she was an author and I shared with her that I'm an author as well. And she also told me about her Facebook page and she wanted me to join it and, you know, the groups and stuff like that. And, um, I was explaining to her the situation about my daughter who was incarcerated, who lost her, who committed suicide while she was incarcerated. And, um, I told her, she was telling me that I can be a good asset to some of the parents that come on in and talk about their children so anyway she supposed to reach back out to me that night I sent her a copy of my podcast told her to share it because she was like you can get on there and share stories so I said okay well my podcast might be a good icebreaker to share on her Facebook so I sent it to her so she can decide what to do because I don't post on people's Facebook plus I don't know how to use that stuff like that anyway so the next I didn't hear from her we never connected back that evening like like she said we could And so the next day I said, you know what? I just got to let this stuff go and keep moving. I sent her a a text message and I told her it was a pleasure talking with her yesterday. And um, whatever the case was. And she texted me back. And then she said to me, can you send me the people who helped you do your nonprofit? And at that point, I just walked away because I'm hurting right now. I'm not doing business right now. I'm not in a position to do business. I go for help and you're looking for help. Hello? See, this is the type of stuff that makes me turn away and just say, fuck it. This right here, fuck it. Everybody who has something is not qualified to be where they are. That's why I made every effort in my life to help myself. Had to. Had to help myself. Had to help myself. You're going to always need somebody else but you gotta be real strong in helping yourself. So I just wanted to get on here and share my experiences. My journey is still continuing. And, um, you know, about the situation with my son, pray for us and my family. I mean, that's all I can ask. I don't know who who's listening. I don't know. You know, I just know that, um, I'm still looking for help for my son and You know, I know you got mothers out here who just probably somewhere in the dark crying every night, you know, just hiding from people, you know, because their baby is hurting or they feel like they can't get through them. But that's a painful situation and nobody should have to go at that alone. If nothing else, people need support, somebody to just talk to, somebody to listen to them. And I feel so bad because I know it's somebody out there who hold it together all day and go home every night and cry. I know it is. That's a painful thing. Painful thing because it's so scary to reach out to somebody. It's scary because you just feel like nobody is going through what I'm going through. And I already know ain't nobody going to understand. And the reason for that is because you have some things that you feel like you should be ashamed of or that you caused to happen and you beating yourself up for it and you just hiding under a rock every day i was there you gotta learn how to forgive yourself you know you gotta learn how to forgive that's no place for anybody to be so i just wanted to share that journey about my son hopefully after this is done i can just move on into what i was hoping this podcast can be about, you know, just conversations around just different topics, life topics, mental health, love, relationships, truth, honesty, self-development, growth, you know, job, the workplace. And um, hopefully I can get on track with that. But right now I'm dealing with my situation and I want to make my situation public because my life ain't private. My pain ain't private. My pain is public. And when I'm in pain, it affects everybody around me. So with that being said, this is from my own personal perspective and not yours. Have a blessed day.